How's it going, beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that the first few episodes followed a pretty similar structure. And then I kind of threw that out the window because I was like, you know, screw this. This is supposed to be really casual and whatever I want to do. But I decided to try to go back to that and just answer some questions today. So about an hour ago, uh, I asked you guys on Instagram at Weekly Voice Memos. I put up something on my story just asking you guys for questions and I thought I'd do a quick Q&A. Nothing crazy, but honestly, it's been a minute and I just wanted to catch up with you guys. Just a little Q&A and try to see what you guys want to know and see if I can answer some of these questions. But before that, I also want to say that around 30 minutes ago, I actually recorded an episode of the podcast that I was going to post for this episode, but I decided not to. Um, It's about the business side of Keep It Wholesome and kind of just about business in general. So let me know. Just send me a DM if you'd be interested on that episode coming out because I might just schedule it for a week in advance. But anyways, also like I got no water with me today, so I'm going to try to one shot this, make this really quick because, okay, this is a totally like separate rant, but I now have so much respect for podcasters that just talk for a while because your mouth gets so dry. So like I have no water next to me. It's code red. We're going to do this real quick. First question. Becca asks, what is something that's been making you smile recently? Hope you're doing well. Uh, So honestly, like usually I don't have an answer for this like right away, but something good in my life that's happened is just working on this video, this new YouTube video I'm making for Hawaii and just kind of coming back from Hawaii. I had a bit of a low point because I think just coming back from any amazing trip, uh, you're going to kind of like normalize to, you know, your average routine or average day. Uh, So I was having a bit of trouble there and kind of struggling, to be honest. But as soon as I loaded up Premiere Pro and just started working on that project, it was honestly like the most fun I've had making a video in a while. So honestly, making that video, working on this Y video that may be up probably by the weekend, I would assume the end of this week uh, is just made me really happy. Like I, I have so much in store And I'm just really excited to release that YouTube video. So I'd say just like creating content recently has been honestly really refreshing and fun to do because I finally have a ton of footage to go through. And yeah, that trip overall was just really transformative. Amelia asks how to stop seeking male approval or gender you're attracted to. So uh, this is an interesting one. Um, But I feel like I do have some insight here because like personally, as you guys know, a few months ago, I got a relationship um, and it was a pretty long relationship. And that was like a tough period in my life. And after that, I kind of like entered this phase where I'm just here without really worrying about being in a relationship or talking to people of the other gender. I'm not really worried about that at all right now. And I think the main thing that I would say Uh, is if you're trapped in a loop of like seeking approval from the gender you're attracted to, uh, try to find a hobby, try to find an outlet, like a creative outlet, because I know what was there for me was making these videos and working on the business and all that stuff was always there for me. So I think that made the transition really easy for me to just like buckle down, focus on those things and not really worry about being in a relationship at this chapter of my life. So if you're kind of in that situation, I would say, Just try to find another outlet, a hobby, uh, an interest that you want to kind of expand further uh, because I found that like just having that is an amazing place to put your time and you find a lot of growth personally and it's good for your career overall. So 
uh, just I think when people say like focusing on yourself, I hate that because it's like so vague. Like what does focusing on yourself mean? Uh, but to me, I would say that's the closest thing, which is just working on your hobbies and your interests and following them. So I would say to just think about the things you're interested in and try to follow those or try to achieve certain goals in your life and focus on those instead of, you know, seeking male approval. We got another question to ask, what is your life motto when things get stressful? Okay, so honestly, I've had a lot throughout the years. Like I went through like my Amor Fati phase or my, you know, accepting of fate phase. Then I went through like some other quotes. But I think the main thing that I've realized in life and something that I've used recently, like coming back from the Hawaii trip and kind of what I learned from that and then transitioning from like a, a super high point to a low point to another high point is to not make permanent decisions based off temporary emotions. I I think that's the biggest thing that keeps me going. And I'm not sure if this is just me, but I feel like this is something a lot of people can relate to is going from being in the worst mental state to all of a sudden the next day being in a great mindset and being motivated and willing to take on the day and work on these projects and then kind of regressing really quickly as well. I think overall like social media and the internet kind of amplifies the highs and the lows and the frequencies of which we experience them. But that quote has always kept me going because I know that even if I'm, you know, struggling a lot, which I was when I came back from Hawaii a few days ago to the point where I'm at now, it's night and day. And that happens so quickly. So to know that things will actually change for the better and things do change and that is a guaranteed thing has honestly kept me going for a lot of this year. We have a question about like how to deal with comparison. Uh, because it's hard at the moment because I think this is around the time where people are getting back from college applications and, you know, like seeing your friends getting into all these competitive colleges and maybe you're not getting into these colleges or maybe you're not feeling like you're accomplishing as much as those people. I would say like the biggest thing that I've learned in terms of this in the past year and just during this gap year is that there is an immense amount of freedom that you can find in escaping that rat race competition. The rat race of, oh, I need to like get into all these amazing colleges and post online. The rat race of, I need to get the best grades. I need to do better than everyone else. Like, that is such a negative space and mindset to be in. And over the past year, I struggled a lot with like not going back to school and taking this gap year and being like, am I doing this wrong because all my friends are having fun and they're meeting new people. But after a few months, I kind of got into my groove and then realized there's nothing more liberating than realizing that you can make this life whatever you want. And when you're doing what you genuinely want to do, not participating in this weird competitive scene of showing people where you got into college or how well you're doing or what jobs you're getting, and you just have this idea for your life, you just follow it and you kind of put on blinders and don't worry about what other people are doing. There is this immense amount of freedom you get from that. Like recently going to Hawaii and seeing people who have lived there for years, kind of just moving there, living there, um, breaking even, making enough to get by and then just living their lives. I'm like, this is so different than what I'm used to. I'm used to like people going to college and then like getting these amazing internships and getting into these competitive environments and doing the best in their class and getting all this money and whatnot. But there are so many different ways to live your life, I realized, and I think traveling has kind of opened my eyes to that. There are so many different paths you can take, but the people that seem the most happiest are those that know exactly why they are doing the things they are doing. 
So if you're sitting there feeling like, oh, well, I'm a failure because I'm not getting into these competitive colleges and my friends are here posting about them like, oh, look at this friend just gone to Harvard. This friend just gone to Stanford. Oh, that's so cool. Ask yourself why you care about that. Ask yourself why you want to get into a good college. Is it because you want to look good? Is it because you want to make more money? Is it because you have this specific thing you're going into that that college is good at? What's that motivation really about? And be honest with yourself. Like when I was applying to colleges, I applied to Stanford. I didn't get in. But now that I see that a few years later, I'm like, I probably would have hated it there. And I only really applied there because I just wanted to feel cool and feel validated and have my ego boosted in a way. But there is nothing more amazing than seeing someone who's taking a different path or on their own journey apart from what everyone else is doing and actually knows what they're doing and has a plan. I've met friends who have been traveling the world, kind of like running their own thing, running their own businesses, and they have a plan. And these people who, you know, society would deem as they don't know what they're doing, they're taking a break, they're not, you know, they're not doing what's right honestly have it more together than a lot of people I know that are in a really high-performing college who are kind of just floating around through life and aren't really grounded to anything. So overall, I mean, long tangent, but I'll just say like, I know it sucks to like compare yourself to other people, but instead of looking outward, look inward and kind of like ask yourself why you care about these things and what you really care about. And start to develop a plan for yourself, not a plan that anyone else made for you. Develop a plan for your own self and what future you want and just chase that. So recently I've been looking at like housing for when I return to school off my gap year, right, in the fall. And so far I haven't really found anything. So I decided like, hey, I'm okay with staying home for first semester of next year of college. And what's interesting is like, if you told me at the beginning of the year that I would be doing that or the beginning of my gap year, I would have been so confused and annoyed. I would have honestly had a lot of FOMO. Like, what? You're living at home? You're not going on campus, living in an apartment, hanging out with these people? And it's weird because I think through the year I've grown to accept exactly what my path is and what my goals are. And so I'm okay with that now. And that's not, you know, a typical thing uh, that people do, which is like living off campus. It's not something that's deemed as being like the most socially acceptable thing. Obviously, you're going to save a lot more money, so it kind of is like monetarily the smartest decision. But most people are like, oh, you're going to miss out on the college experience if you do something like this. But I've come to like value certain things in my life now where it's like running the business, making videos is at the very top. And I'm just kind of on my own journey. I know that you can make college, you can make this next level of education, whatever you want. And to have a plan and to have full faith in yourself and be honest with yourself on why you're doing the things you're doing can uh, lead you to a point where you're more content with what you are doing and not really be affected by what other people are doing. So I guess that's kind of my way of like removing comparison from my mind, because I honestly think like from the beginning of the gap year, when I took the year off of school, I was really stuck in that mindset of comparison. But now throughout the year, kind of being forced to do something that's totally different and being forced to be in the situation where I'm on my own, forced to make my own friends online and meet up with new people and all that stuff, I guess I've kind of become more comfortable with what I'm doing and authentically happy about what I'm trying to accomplish. And so I guess it doesn't really matter what other people are doing at this point. 
Okay, so we got one last question. Like I said, I'm going to make this short because I already recorded an episode and I don't have water as well, which is like, which is not a great situation to be in if you're recording a podcast. (laughs) Anyways, uh, one last question I have here from the Instagram story is burnout recovery possible in short terms or not really? I used to struggle a lot with burnout when I was really like grinding for Keep It Wholesome and creating videos every single day. Um, And I feel like I haven't encountered burnout in a while now. And I think I'm kind of on the opposite of the spectrum now where I'm like, I'm not working on enough. What's going on? I'm not getting enough done. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are two ends of the spectrum. One is burnout and the other one is like toxic productivity. And I feel like I'm more in the toxic productivity space right now where I'm not really posting every day on social or I'm not doing much. I'm more of like, oh crap, what am I, uh, what am I supposed to do here? I should be doing more work. So I talked to a friend the other day. She is in pre-med at uh, the University of Michigan, and she really had like no time for anything. And I asked her like, hey, do you ever burn out? And she's like, yeah, but I just keep going. And that really got me thinking. I think the way to handle burnout at least from my perspective, is to not let it build up. Is to take a 20-minute walk outside in the morning. Is to listen to some music and just lay down for 10 minutes. Have you ever, like, seriously put in some music, lay down on the carpet on the floor and just looked up at the ceiling for 10 minutes? That 10 minutes is going to feel so long. Like, not going on your phone or anything. Like, throw your phone to the side, just pop in some headphones and just listen to music and stare at the ceiling for 10 minutes and do that like once or twice a day or maybe like once a week it's only 10 minutes but i find that's things like that where you're disconnected and you're taking some time for yourself and you're kind of in a way getting some time back because when you're working and when you're on your phone you're procrastinating you're working on these projects 10 minutes doesn't feel like it's that long but then to lay down and just stare at a ceiling for 10 minutes, 10 minutes will feel like an eternity. But I think it's moments like those that you have to do consistently over time that will help you come back from burnout or not burnout. Also, I do feel like being more organized in knowing what you have to do and planning out things helps with burnout because then you have like a framework for for the work you want to get done. Like I think, at least for me, like most of my burnout has come from putting everything in my head and not knowing exactly what I have to work on. But if you know exactly what you're going to do for like today and finish today, like you're going to be way better off. So yeah, that's just my two cents on burnout. I have no idea. I haven't been in a position where I've been burnt out in a while, thankfully, but I've been on the other end of that spectrum where I've not enough to do and feel like I'm not doing enough. So I'll just recommend like small things throughout the day, like 10 minute walks or 10 minute like ceiling gazing sessions, I guess you could call them. Or like, I don't know, like, Simple things, simple things where you're not on your phone and you're just letting yourself feel every single second of the day and realize how long the day is and just be a bit more grateful for that. I think that's all it takes to avoid burnout. Obviously, like everyone's going to burn out under immense, immense amount of pressure. Like, okay, you're meditating for 10, 10 minutes a day. You're going for 10 minute walks, healing, gazing for 10. You're still going to burn out eventually if you're under a lot of stress. But I think it's more of like trying to push off that burnout or kind of release it in a way, um, over time than to have zero stress. (laughs) But anyways, that's all I got for today. Um, also I want to say something. I feel like I've been very low energy on these podcasts recently because I've been like listening back to them. I'm like, dude, this is kind of boring. So 
um just send me a dm let me know what i could do better what i should do better what episodes i should bring to the table at weekly voice memos it's been a fun one i actually really like this one i think we're gonna do more q a's love you guys and as always keep it wholesome i'll see you in the next memo